to Expiring Contracts, a podcast that blends sports and senseless depravity in an epic cocktail of indecency. They tried taking us off the radio. They bought out our old contract and let the deal expire. To the station that shut us down, we give a big fuck you. Welcome to Expiring Contracts. We ventilate a variety of sports, but take a special care in ramrodding a double dose of NBA basketball down your throat. With bleeding time to strike a deal, we are your hosts, the facilitator, Brian Miner. We're recording here! The conversationalist, Alec Pennington. Clearly equal opportunity murder. The wild card, Travis Tharp. <laughs> Spoiler alert, we had a disclaimer. We about to launch this bitch. With fucking energy I give to you, SHOW MODE! This week's special guest, Skinny DMX. <laughs> you, you know, Skinny White DMX. Yeah. <laughs> if you're ever hitting on a girl at a bar, just walk up to her and be like, Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Works, As the dog <laughs> looks at you. <laughs> works every time. Yeah, as my dog gets really weirded out by you barking. <laughs> no, funny, don't ever, funniest, don't ever do this. No, the funniest stand-up comedian <laughs> bit that I've ever seen was like, this dude was like, Listen, ladies, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for being the guy that stands in the corner and just points at you goes, You! Jeez. I'm taking you home! You're freaking the dog out. Quit yelling. He gets nervous. Well, I gotta yell sometimes. He's a rescue. Don't bite the dog. God damn. Stop giving him plastic Call him like chew. a Pokemon. Yeah, I choose you. <laughs> just throw a pokeball at him. I would love to have a prank show and just like make people feel awkward. Remember when OJ Simpson had a prank show? Jokers. Yeah. Did you know that OJ Simpson had a prank show? It's no. called yeah. Let's Get Away on with HBO. Murder. Is it called The Glove Doesn't Fit? No, it's called <laughs> it was called Juiced. It was like uh Is it like a punk? really inappropriate yes, a really inappropriate version of punk. And he'd be like, "No, it's me, OJ Simpson." And people would be like, Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know if that's any better. <laughs> All right, so this is yeah, our look NBA that, episode. Look Before up, we get look into up it, juiced. look up Juiced. <laughs> make sure you like and subscribe all of our social media at Expiring Contracts. Also, wherever you're listening to this, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Rate us. Give us that five-star rating. And then comment and tell us how much you love us and how much we're doing a good job so we can get paid. paid. We're trying to make money. We off need of this. more money. And if you guys don't tell us how good we're doing, we can't make money. So do your job and make us money. All right. Now, hard transition into the NBA. <laughs> Because we like hard transitions this week. Hard. I'm not even. I'm not even trying. Hard. <laughs> Down lies. Rocky road. Go. Keep going, dude. Brian just so, goes. Don't let me bring you down. Brian just goes. <laughs> okay, and next topic. Yeah. Have a I'm little. About, have a little pizzazz. Have a little pizzazz, bro. I tried doing the. You know, I tried doing the little flow into the next topics, and you guys set. You know, you guys caught on every single time. So I'm just hard, hard cut, moving on. So hard cut, moving on. In the NBA, what has been the most impactful player injury thus far? There's been a report out that Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, dude. Steph Curry has said he's on a like March return. He's not coming which, back. Which to me, why would you even play it? Well, what's time? wrong with him exactly? He broke his hand. Yeah, his hands oh, he up. broke his hand. Doesn't make any his sense. His metacarpals. Doesn't Heart make any sense. Doesn't Ooh. make any sense. 
Because they're trading D'Angelo Russell anyway, so... You think just, they're trading him? Yeah, I think so. Ooh. I think when there's smoke, I think when there's smoke, there's fire on that one. Although a lot of the things they're trying to go with Carl Anthony Towns in the off season, which would be crazy. Oh my god! I know, I love it. But yeah, the Golden State Warriors were obviously the best team over the past five years. Yeah, Mm -hmm. with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant. Well, Kevin Durant tore his Achilles and then signed with the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Which Kyrie's out too. No, Kyrie came back. He's out he's, tonight. He, really? Yeah, he's not playing tonight. Uh-huh. So KD obviously out for the whole year. Yeah. Steph Curry injured his hand at I think within the first month of the season. Yeah. And then he's been out since then. Clay Thompson, I had a knee injury, I think. Yep. He's been out all ACL season. ACL tear, I think. Yeah, ACL. He's gonna be out until next he, year. He had a knee. He, he had a knee. He had a knee. Okay. So, Golden State Warriors have just been garbage this year. Losing so many games. And you know what? This is very reminiscent of the Spurs. Not that I saw this, but the Spurs about 25 years ago when David Robinson went out for the entire year. The Spurs sucked, won the draft lottery, drafted Tim Duncan, and then had the Twin Towers, and then started Greg Popovich's just streak. Uh, three decades of, yeah, of dominance. Three decades of dominance. That set them off. Now, granted, Greg Popovich obviously drafted very well over through and throughout the draft, no matter where they were picking. But the the Golden State Warriors are going to get a top draft pick. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson, Steph Curry are coming back, and like Alex said, they're going to try and go after a top free agent. And sign them, whether it's Giannis Antetokounmpo or Carl Anthony Towns. Mm. You know they could be drafting Wiseman, who's a center out of uh, Duke. Is it Duke or Kentucky? I think it's Duke. Duke. He's a center. Sick man. Throw him in there, and then they got their team, and then they're going to be one of the best in the league. I know they got Durant by signing him as a free agent. I don't think they have enough cap flexibility in order to pull it off signing Giannis straight up. They would have to trade for him in a sign and trade, and they would need the the uh, cap uh, collateral, I guess you could say, like to fit the trade parameters because you need like. To match within five percent of whoever you're trading and whatever they're making, and Giannis will be making forty million easy. Easy. Well, I mean, so Steph Curry and Clay Thompson were two examples. We also have from a local note, Blake Griffin. We have Zion Williamson, who oh. everyone slated to be the Rookie of the Year. Obviously, now it's going to be John ja, Morant. Easily. I'm in love with that guy. hasn't played up until, I guess, it's going to be Wednesday. Just so. to be clear, you're not talking about the city and the Matrix, right? Correct. Okay. Um, so, Zion, when you're listening to this, Zion played last night. So, I, I mean, there's Zion. There's, uh, there's Paul George, who's been on and off, and... We all know Kawhi's been taking load management days throughout the season. Anthony Davis has been out. LeBron's had to carry that Lakers team again, and even though he's actually been trying this year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's been so many injuries. And Granted, John Wall's been out all year. Victor Oladipo's been out all year. Kevin Durant, like we said, was out all year. Kyrie Irving just came back. I mean, all these superstars are, are it's a weird out. It's a weird year. The stranger. That's why LA is so good. We literally have, I mean, granted, we still have Antetokounmpo, we still have LeBron James, you know, James Harden, and and Russell Westbrook have been playing in Houston, but we've had a ton of superstars that have been injured so far. Yeah, that's true. Which one do you guys think has been the most impactful, impactful, sorry, whether it's from an actual, like, from from the angle that I was playing earlier of Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson letting the Golden State Warriors get a top draft pick, or is it you know like John Wall where the Wizards might be playing better without? You know what do you guys think? Well, <clears throat> Golden Golden State's obviously. I mean that's the biggest thing. So if you said Golden State, you'd have to do it as Clay and Steph because mm-hmm. those, they literally lost their two biggest superstars. That being said, Drummond's actually having a pretty good year. Still doesn't look like a guy you would build your franchise around, but he's having a good year. I, probably. Um, My own opinion. 
I think if you look at like full impact, I think it's Victor Oladipo. Yeah. Because Indiana is still winning games. It's still right there in the East, and he's set to come back. But you got to think about what they did without him last year, too, playoff-wise. And then him coming back this year, I think, is going to be a big boost for again. Mm-hmm. When you come back, it's a different story. He's not going to be 100%. Like, you never just drive back into it. You know, you could say Kevin Durant, too. But they still do have Kyrie, and they still have decent pieces on Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think from an intrigue, like, it's more intriguing to me to see what Victor Oladipo does on the Pacers team that's proven to be able to win without him. Pacers are <laughs> number five in the East right now. Right. Wow. Behind uh, Bucks, Heat, Raptors, Celtics. Wow. So you had Victor Oladipo, who's a bona fide. I think he, star, I just think we'll it's say. a more interesting story because I think the Kevin Durant Kyrie thing is kind of play, it's it's just played out for me, and I think I, like I'd rather see that Pacers team fully healthy. I it, I think that's an interesting team. Lynette's are number eight, yeah. so with Kevin Durant, they're clearly not number eight. Bethart, what do you think? Uh, most impactful, you know, I, I think the Golden State Warriors are in the position that they're in with those injuries. But um, one outside of that would be John Wall. And I say this because the Wizards are kind of like in a crossroads where their their best player, arguably their best player, Bradley Beal is also very good. But John Wall being out at the age that he is, he's he's approaching 30. You know, he's making almost $40 million a year. You know, you don't even know if these two guys can play together. You know, you're going to have a high draft pick. You don't know if you should rebuild or not. Because of this injury, it's halting everything. So they're going to have to wait essentially another year before they make a decision if they want to keep Juan Beal together. You know, and I think the timetable for constructing, like, a good team is right now. And because of that injury, I mean, it's going to set you back. And that window is closing fast. Well, to be honest, right. to be honest, the wizard John Wall and Bradley Beal have proved they can't play together. Yeah, I, the Wizards aren't that year, bad though. They're not that bad. Yeah, they're twelve in the East. Yeah, but, but they're not they're 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 not as bad as they've been in the past though. Yeah, that's like, they the, have sneaky pieces. That's the thing too. Like their teams in the past, it was John Wall and Bradley Beal, nothing else. Yeah, I, I think they have they have rotational pieces on there. I think Bradley Beal getting visibly upset though and saying like I gotta get the fuck out of here. Mm. Is just not going well. Well, well, John Wall was upset because he was making more money. The reports say, "Fuck him." <laughs> he hasn't played in five years. It's it's when they just rose the cap, so Bradley Beal like luckily yeah, gets a bump. Gets got a bump, TV when, money bump when Wall was still being paid less as like a two or three year veteran. But uh, only have Stevie. I think his injury now is just impacting their franchise in ways that can be unforeseen. But I, I think I think you're dead on. Yeah. I think the fact that they haven't... The fact that they didn't take the 80% payout for a guy they can't play and just cut him, because that's what you can do on a medical thing for that mm-hmm. contract. They just pay out the 80%. No, I'm sorry. I have that, I've, I have that totally backwards. If they kept him on the roster, he gets twenty. They get twenty percent overall to the ownership of that contract, paid out through insurance to the franchise. Mm. So that's why they keep him around because it's just instant money. Sure, but I yeah. think I I agree with what you're saying. It's like having that anchor on your like you could do good things with Bradley Beal. Like if that's your centerpiece. It's an easy workaround, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, you get a decent pass first point guard that's going to be able to take to the hoop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, you you get a center and a power forward that's all they're going to do is rebound. And then you get a small forward that's going to be, a, you know, a 20 and 5 guy. You know what I mean? Like, it's not Wait, impossible. You think Brown's going to be that guy? I mean, that's what I would think. But, it you know. W- Wagner has also been hurt. The guy they got from yeah, San Antonio is yeah, hurt. true. So they have a game yeah, Bertrance. Bertrance. Very European. There's a lot of, I, I there's a lot of like sneaky. Um, but, but is the Wizards? But is that the most impactful? Is, is John Wall being out so impactful to the Wizards that they'd be? In the I, I think it's right it's impact it's impactful from a from a con from a. 
from an organizational standpoint, it's a hindrance because they're stuck under the weight of that contract. I don't know how yeah. how we got on the Wizards, but like it's 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 a like it's a boulder in the middle of the road. Yep. When it comes to building, like you can't you're. Half the road is taken up by the fucking boulder, and you can't make the turns that you need because the rocks in the way. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's a big hindrance, and you're you're losing a generational talent in Bradley Beal. You're gonna lose him. He's gonna be gone. This, this season's probably the. F- I don't know what his contract looks like. I'll look it up. But I'm. This will. He, I'm. It feels to me like he's gonna say, "You need to trade me at the deadline. I can't do this anymore." He's never been vocal about wanting to leave. This year, he's being vocal about it. Yeah. So I don't know if that's them pressuring to make moves or it's him wanting to get out. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it doesn't bode well. It doesn't no, bode well. No, not at all. How about you, Brian? Which one do you think is the most impactful? I. It's probably Durant for you, right? Golden State. Sorry, I don't want. I don't want to. I won't take your words. No, it's fine. I'm. I'm kind of torn between. Golden State and, and and Durant, and the only reason I, I think Golden State because it's like it's two players. It's not it's not just mm-hmm. one player. Golden State has two players that are out. That's making them be this bad. Like they're well, you could say that for the Nets too. Kyrie's been out a lot. <sighs> yeah, he is, and Durant's arguably a top five player. So him being out, top, it, yeah, even you know, him being I, out is I mean, just crazy. The, but I mean the the Nets. Without Kyrie and without Durant, because Kyrie just came back, he hasn't really made an impact on the team. They're still the eighth seed. Mm-hmm. They still had Spencer Dinwiddie. Still and better Kar- than the Pistons. And Karis Levert, yeah, it is. Karis Levert's been out, but he's come back and been okay. But you still have DeAndre Jordan. You still have um, who's Dinwiddie. That other, Dinwiddie. Who's that other center? Jared Allen. Karis Levert. Did you already say yeah, that? I said that. They still have Joe Harris. I mean, they still have pieces. They got that young guy from Atlanta. He's a uh, small forward. He's literally like 25. And they're, they're still paying him on his rookie deal. But uh, he's a decent piece. Uh, Torn Prince. That's who you're Torian Prince. Yeah. So, I mean, they were able to do all of the... The, the Brooklyn Nets were still able to get an eighth seed... Without Kyrie and Kevin Durant, they're still a playoff team. Without Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, crazy. Without Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, the Golden State Warriors are tied for last place with the Atlanta Hawks. Like they are the worst team in the league without Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson. Yep. And I think like they literally were the best team. Uh, so cl- I really think without those two players, those those two players are the biggest impact. Yep. And I mean, which one is more impactful? You know that I'll leave it up to you. But but without those two players, they literally go from the best team in yeah. the entire league, let alone the West Conference, down to the worst team in the entire league. <laughs> <laughs> like. It's it's such a it's such a vast mm-hmm. contrast between with those two players and without those two players. And yes, they did lose Kevin Durant. If they if they had Kevin Durant, where would they be? I don't know. No one would know. Mm-hmm. But it's such a contrast between where they were with those two players and where they are without them that I have to say that it's more those two is more impactful. And I mean, obviously, there's other pieces that left, and they gained other pieces. But I mean, obviously, D'Angelo Russell is is, is not keeping them in games or whatever. Right? And it, and you're gonna get a high first round pick because of this. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Exactly. It's a, it's a two edged sword. Exactly what I was saying. So, two players that have been hurt in a specific city, and there's been a huge controversy of which team is better. In this city, and no, we're not talking about the New York Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> we're talking about the LA Lakers and the LA Clippers. Yep, two teams in the same city. Lakers are number one in the West with a record of thirty-four and eight, and the Clippers awesome. are number two in the West with a record of thirty and thirteen. 
obviously still a good record. They have 30 wins right now. The only other teams that have 30 wins are the Bucks, Lakers, and them. But Paul George has been out for a while. Anthony Davis has been out for a while. Davis is due to return sometime this week or next. He is. He is. So he, he's coming back. It's been out a couple weeks, I think, at most. Um, do we know when Paul George is coming back? George is going to be a little bit longer. I think he's like two to three weeks out. Okay. You know, his team is on a six-game road trip right now, and he's not so with them. probably maybe after this All-Star break. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So those are obviously two superstars on their respective teams. What does that do for, uh, I guess, the battle for LA, and what does that do for the, the the teams in general? Does it does it like hinder those teams? Does it kind of make it better of those team those superstars are getting their rest now in the middle of the season, even though they're injured, but they're still getting the rest and they're not putting that wear and tear on the body, which Anthony Davis has been injury prone. I don't know when the last time he's played a full season was. It's, to be honest, same with Paul George. Yeah. But what does that do for both of those teams? I think before you can get into the injuries that, that just recently occurred, uh, you would have to go over the financial information of each team, just go over what players they have, if they have any flexibility to make any changes on the roster, and if these injuries ultimately will lead to those changes. So, you're, so you're, what, what, what you're trying to get at is, are these injuries substantial enough for the teams to be dealing at the trade deadline, to, I, to be buying and really make a, a wholesale changes? I don't... Not wholesale. I think minor changes are coming for these teams. I don't think they have anything to do with the injuries that happened to Paul George or Davis. Because the Clippers still have a good, they still have a good team around them. They have Lou Williams, who obviously is the reigning sixth man of the year. They have Montrez Harrell, who is a really good big man, and uh, you know you can't forget about Kawhi Leonard. And to be honest, Evicha Subak is a good center as well. Zubak! And Landry Shaman. I mean, like... Shaman! They have plenty of good pieces. And with Kawhi Leonard, it makes them a decent team. But I think with Paul George, it makes them that, that special team. Mm-hmm. But what losing Paul George over a period of time, even though it, it is only like three weeks or something, but... Does that rest them up? What What does it mean financially for them? I, I still think they could survive and still make the playoffs with their for team. For sure they're making the playoffs. Yeah. You know, he's going to be back by the time the playoffs start. He's going to be back in a couple weeks. Maybe even after the All-Star break at the very worst. But this team is constructed pretty well. And I think out of them and the Lakers, the Clippers are more likely to be able to make a trade because they have pieces that are tradable. A lot of pieces. Yeah, I mean, you got Paul George who's making thirty-three mil. You got Kawhi Leonard making almost thirty-three mil. You got Patrick Beverly making twelve point three. You have Maurice Harkless making eleven five, and he's probably the most movable piece right there. Like he he is cap filler, which is essentially what the lack the the Lakers are lacking. So. They also have Lou Williams off the bench making eight. Ivica Zubach that we just mentioned before is making six point four, and Montrez Harrell making six. So, if this team has a hole, it's going to be at four. Would you say? I mean, they really don't have much. They, I guess, they could play George there if they really needed to, but he doesn't like it. And you really don't have a shooting guard per se. So you would need to play one of them at shooting guard as well. So depending on where you're playing Paul George, either shooting guard or power forward, the opposite is going to have that hole. So Now, I will say I'm looking up the Clippers' draft picks to see. They don't have much. They don't. They don't. They don't have much. They don't. They gave up a lot for Paul George. Mm-hmm. They gave up a lot. So the next, their next first-round pick is in 2022. Wow. Two years from now. Wow. Is there and they, they can't even trade that because they already traded their first-round pick this year. 
So whoever they trade for, if they do make a trade... They have 22, 23, 24, 25, so, and 26. So they have the next, you know, starting in 22, they have first-round draft picks. So I guess if, if a team's really thinking, you know, future, maybe they'll take those first-round picks, but... You're going to have to do straight player swaps if yeah. you want to trade anything. It would have to be a salary dump. So you're looking for a team that has a player on the books for the next three years who's rebuilding, who necessarily can't get anything for that player. Yeah. So that would be the situation that would be most ideal. You know, they can... They can uh, th- there was most Wait, recently a Trevor Ariza trade. Maybe maybe I'm incorrect in saying this. Keep talking. Keep talking. Yeah. But they still can't make a trade with their first round pick. Not not this not right, this year. Not it would have year. to be in the off season. Correct. But um, what was I saying? I'm sorry, I cut you off. Oh, it's all right. Um, uh, essentially, the the player that they're going to trade for is it's it's going to be a lot like the most recent trade that we saw, which was Trevor Ariza traded from the Kings to the Portland Trailblazers. So Ariza has a couple of years on his deal. The Kings want to get up from under their <coughs> under that cap. Right. So they essentially made an like an even swap for him. You know, who who was in that trade? Do you do you recall? I'll I'll look it up. It, it was it was a collection of minor players. I, 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 think, I think Kent Anthony Tolliver Anthony Tolliver and Kent Bazemore. Yeah, and then I think a second rounder is what it was. Yeah. So, Which, to be honest, is overvalue for Trevor Ariza. Yeah, I mean, he gives them what they need. Like, That's the true. Portland Trailblazers lack that the most. I don't really want to talk about that trade, but I was using it as an example. But that trade did happen, and we did want to mention it. Yes. Which, which Trevor Ariza is a good, like, pickup for a contending team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was... It, I don't know if the Portland Trailblazers gave up too much for it, but that would be a guy... Along that type of what the Clippers are looking for, absolutely. And and to go back on what I was saying, the Clippers do have this year and next year as their own draft picks. Okay. Um, the next uh, the next five is the ones that they send to OKC. Wow. Or trade. So it's it's twenty twenty two is two OKC twenty three is a swap and twenty five is a swap. Wow. But all the other ones are straight to OKC. That That's wild. That is just insane. So they do own this year's and next year's, which they have as um, filler if they need to use a first-round pick along with Harkless to get the deal done. Yeah. But they lose the – Harkless is only a one-year deal, so by the time that comes up, his deal will be expired with the Clippers. But um, I, I I see them trading for a guy like Thaddeus Young from the Bulls. You, you know, love Thaddeus Young. I, Why do you like him so? He's much? a role player. I I don't he's, think he's. I'm not I'm not young. super high on him, but I think he is good in the right. You've you know, liked Thaddeus setting. Young since he was on the Pacers. He's 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 lengthy. He's got the the defense. He's not necessarily a three point shooter, but he's athletic. He's long. Defensively, he's solid. You put him on your second unit. See, I see them trading for a guy like Ilyasova. That would be nice. Who's who's a nice stretch four. Yeah. That gives um, Harrell and Zubak that kind of like free range. So you want a three-point shooter. Yeah. A a three-point shooting four or two. I, I think because of today's NBA, you want to stretch the floor. And I think they're lacking that. Because with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, they can run kind of that two, three, three, and four combo that that positionless area that both those guys can can guard and play five through one. Mm. But with one with one of them out, you want to have that floor spacer. Yeah, and I think a guy, you know, to be honest, I love Anthony Tolliver because on the Pistons he was great. But he just got traded. I don't think he's going to get traded again. But I like Anthony Tolliver. I like Ilyasova. Maybe even Dario Saric because he's yeah. been kind of subpar on the on the Suns. They might 
they might try to do something something like and that. And you could get, get them on the low. Yeah, get get a stretch four in there that lets Montrez Harrell and Zubak kind of control the paint. It doesn't clog up too much. And then also with that person, you have um, you have Kawhi Leonard, you have Paul George. That when they're both healthy, it still doesn't really it, it slow them down or impact how they both of those guys play too much. Sure. Let's not also forget they have uh, LaMichael Green, or Jamichael Green. Who's a floor spacer. He He's like nearly 40% from three, yeah. taking five attempts a game. Oh, I'm sorry, four attempts. But um, they already that. have that. Yeah, you know, does that. I, I think with your second unit, it, they really can't go wrong. All, all I know is... Uh, Maurice Harkless is a three, and they definitely have that position covered between George and uh, Leonard. I mean, maybe they yeah. go after another point guard. I mean, Landry Shamit's pretty good. I, mean, I don't really know who they would really go for. I mean, you got Williams. You got Beverly, who's a defensive guy. He's on the first unit. You got Patrick Beverly. You got Lou Williams. You can go after Derrick Rose, but I don't think they have enough draft capital to get him. Patrick Beverly, Landry Shamet, Lou Williams. I mean, maybe they go after, like, a a shooting guard. Like, just throwing it out there, J.J. Redick, even though I know he's got a two-year deal. Sure. Well, look, look for a minor trade between these teams. I want to go over the Lakers, too. Um, while we still have time, um, yeah. So, 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 wrapping up the Clippers, mm-hmm. minor trades, nothing major. Yes. Even though, even though they do have the injury to Paul George, it's still going to be minor stuff. They're going to expect Paul George to come back and, and still be like an anchor for this team. Yes. Okay. With the Lakers, and they're even more unlikely to to make a trade. They have the same situation where they have no first-round picks, and if they do have one, they can't trade it. So I have it in front of me. 2020, they have their own. 2021, they have a... uh, This website is saying if it's 1 through 7, they get the Pelicans. If it's 8 through 30, they get their own. (laughs) Um, With the exception coming in 2022... Um, if they did not get the Pelicans pick, then they get the Pelicans pick in 22. Wow. So they, they could, and most of those are pick swaps, right? Um, so the Pelicans yes. can switch with so, them. So, right. If they so this was, this was all part of the Anthony Davis deal. Yeah. Um, essentially, a, a, a top seven, if, if it's a top seven pick, they own the right to swap. If, it, if they didn't swap in 21, then they get it straight up in 22. And if and then they get a swap in 23, they get... Um, oh, my gosh. Okay, 24. Here's what it says. Uh, they, the Lakers get the Pelicans unless the Pelicans defers and instead receives the LA's 25 first-round pick. Nice. So they'll get the Pelicans 2024 pick if the Pelicans want the Lakers 25 pick. Gotcha. So so essentially between 21 and 25, they're all intertwined with the Pelicans, swaps, deals. So Pelicans pretty much own their future from – like a high draft pick standpoint. So yes. all they really have is like a later first round that they can offer to other teams. Sure. And it would be a complicated situation where that team may not know where they're drafting. Yes. But um, they, I know for sure they Taking can't... Taking a gamble for sure. They can't make a trade with those picks this year. They have to wait till the off season. But uh, just going over their books a little bit, LeBron James is making 37 mil... Um, he has a three-year contract with the player expiring uh, player option in 21-22. Anthony Davis is making 27 mil, and he is definitely going up next year. Uh, he's going to get a super max more than likely. Yep. But you got Danny Green making 15. You know, this is really your only tradable asset. Which he's on a one-year deal, right? He's on a two-year. Two-year? So they get him Player option year. or no? No player option. Really? Yep, and then they have Contavious Caldwell Pope, 
who has a no-trade clause. I don't know how the fuck he got this. Oh, my God. I don't know how he got this. He's a garbage-ass player. He's making 8 mil, and next year he has a player option for 8-5, and he has a no-trade clause. So if he's like, I don't want to be traded, then he doesn't have how to be. How did he get a no-trade clause? I don't clause? know. I don't know. It's fucking blows my mind. I, I don't know if Maverick Carter pulled some strings to have LeBron going and muscle him or what. Because Caldwell Pope was making, I think, close to 20 last year. Yeah. With a balloon contract. Yeah. Just a one year. We one have year, cap space. We'll give you 20. Because he wanted to, I believe he was from You know, LA, You know so what it might be from? Home. I'm sorry to interrupt you. But uh, he got a DUI last year. And he was, he was essentially on house arrest. And the only time that he could leave his house is to play in the Lakers game. No, he couldn't even do that. He couldn't even play in the game? He could not play in away game. Well, yeah, he can only play at the home games. Yeah. Yeah. So he could, yeah. Oh, you said house arrest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So he he could not leave the state of California. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. Yeah. So he only was eligible for half of the games. Yep. But I don't know why they would give him a no train clause (laughs) if he he couldn't leave California. Yeah. It might be that he couldn't leave. I don't know if he's playing in away games now. He is. He is? Okay. Yeah. That Fair was enough. all last year. But if, if they're if they're making a trade, they would have to trade away Danny Green. I don't know what you're gonna get in and replace from him. Make? He's making four. Four cool. seven. That's a four good seven deal. and five next year. That's a good deal. Yeah. It's fair. I mean he's he's a short defensive guy. He's essentially Avery Bradley. Not as good defensively. Yeah, he's close. Or offensively, to be honest. He's offensively, no. He's a poor man's. Granted, Beverly's not some like twenty a night guy. He can knock down. He'll three. put up thirty and then four. <laughs> <laughs> thirty steals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thirty fouls. You know, to be honest, and I'm not just trying to like. I'm not just trying to do like hot take kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Don't be surprised to see a Kuzma trade. Really, you think it's going to happen? I, I, don't be surprised. Who's their Who's their starting point guard? LeBron. Right. And then Rondo. And the backup. But I mean, has Rondo played a lot of games? Not many. He's been injured. Plagued with injury, you know, they're essentially waiting for the playoffs to unleash him, I think. And, I mean, Avery Bradley and Danny Green are both guards, but they're not point guards. The, the problem with they're, Kuzma... They're, they're 3-and-D guys, and you have LeBron James, you have Anthony Davis, and Kuzma is, is behind both. Yeah, I, I, I don't doubt that a team would want Kuzma and that he's very tradable. The problem I foresee is the amount he's getting paid. He's getting paid $2 million. So you would have to find a player that's within 5% of $2 million. And even if you combine his contract with, say, Danny Green, like you're getting away two, two decent role players. You would probably trade for one, making 20 mil. You know, it, the contracts just don't work. You would have to find a guy making somewhere between 2 to 7 mil if you want to include, like, say, Avery Bradley and Kuzma. It's just difficult to pull off. And you're not going to get enough bang for your buck to replace Kuzma. You know what I'm saying? I I I think a team would jump on it to get Kuzma, and they would probably give him draft picks galore. You know, he's he's a he's a good young player, but I think it makes the most sense to keep him because you're not going to be able to get that caliber of player that you're looking for for that price tag. Now you can call Detroit and get maybe Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose has been good. You know, and. and- and listen, if a team wants to make a trade and it's money that's standing in the way, money can be found. Yeah. Whether it's given straight cash, matching things, matching contracts. Mm. What do you think about the Lakers trading for Chris Paul? I think it would be impossible. You do Danny Green. Well, yeah, not you do Danny not Green and like KCP. Which puts you in the twenty range. You would have to Granted, get a, Chris Paul is in like the thirty, but you throw in some cash, maybe he's what like thirty eight, so, uh, something like that. Thirty eight. You would you would have to get another team involved that would have those those cap fillers, the salary cap 
Which the Heat is always willing to deal some money. Yes, but what are they going to get in return? Um, you know what I mean? I mean, a Pelicans pick is always very enticing, and the Heat have <laughs> traded away all of their picks. No, they didn't, actually. They have this year's. They have this what year's else? picks. <laughs> like, like, I think they only gave up like two first-rounders for, uh, for Butler. I think. I want to say two... Two first rounders. I'm I'm not completely sure, but that's something we're gonna have to look up. But I mean, the Heat the Heat own this year's and 22 and nothing else. Oh, well, that's not too bad. So not even not even second rounders. So they they don't, they they don't own, have anything in 23. No. Wow. They don't have anything in 23. Nothing in 24. Nothing in 25. Damn. Nothing in 26. What? They traded away first and second rounders. Damn. Damn! Damn! Oh, they, they do have they do have twenty four. Oh, they do have twenty four. Okay. They have a second rounder in twenty four. Oh, that's what okay. I'm saying. Though. I I mean, it's, like like I said, there's always there's always ways to to match that money. Uh-huh. And I think the Lakers, I think the Lakers will look for a guard. They have plenty of forwards. They have, you know, Anthony Davis is a forward center, or whatever. But Dwight Howard has been has been really good as a center and let Anthony Davis kind of step out and mm-hmm. do whatever he needs to do to yeah. you know to get his stuff. So I really see Kyle Kuzma being an attractive, you know, young asset and you know they may have to throw in Danny Green or KCP or or, or you know whoever to to get that money mm-hmm. to get the money right outside of LeBron and and, Ku- and uh not Kuzma, Anthony Davis, to get that money right, I see them dangling Kyle Kuzma out there and just. I'm not saying they're for sure going to trade him, but mm-hmm. I'm saying that they'll, they'll like kind of like say, okay, what can we get? Yeah, test the market. Yeah, I'm sure what, they're doing that what, now. What kind of starting caliber point guard can we get for him? Yeah, and you know it may be someone like Derrick Rose. It may be someone like Chris Paul or. You know how much Conley's Brad, not doing so hot for the Jazz, but would you Beal make? make a rival better? Yeah, how, how much is Bradley Beal making? Uh, is he making plus thirty? It, it's hard not to see them getting like four first round picks for Bradley Beal. But remember, the Pelicans are rebuilding. You mean the Wizards? No, no, no. The Pelicans are rebuilding. Mm-hmm. So if the Lakers throw in the Pelicans' picks along with Kuzma. Bradley Beal's on the tape. Yeah, you think so? Hmm. I'm just saying. I mean, they are late first rounders, so. Okay. I'm just. I, I'm just saying. Uh, you know, I really see. Uh, uh, it, 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 the it, Lakers it, roster. It I see a, season, a, an overload of forwards and not enough starting caliber playmakers. You know, sure. di- point guard distributors outside of Rondo. And I love Rondo, but he's been injured a lot. And yeah. He's been injured a lot over the past five years. I think he'll come alive in the playoffs. Like Playoff Rondo. Per usual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a thing. But I, I, I'm just saying don't be surprised. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's happening. I'm not saying that it's a, a guaranteed thing. But don't be surprised if they deal Kuzma. Okay. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised. They I, have depth at four. I would they be surprised at center. if they got like a third team involved and it was like a massive trade for a, a high profile player. I would be surprised then. But we'll see. Yeah, like oh, four teams and they get Jalen Brown. Like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like that would be surprising, and that's something that I that I wouldn't expect. But I'm just saying I think Kyle Kuzma is is kind of like that. That that unexpected trade that might happen. I can see it. Okay. Good take, Bry. So, the last thing we're going to talk about, and we're going to hit on it pretty quick, but picks or, or not picks, trades or no trades between the Lakers and the Clippers, who's going to go deeper into the playoffs? Hmm. They're both so good. They're number one and number two in the West. Wow. So they're on opposite ends of that bracket. So wow. I guess hypothetically, 
They could tie. They could meet right at that conference. Oh. And winner take all. Wouldn't that be sick? That would be what I'm looking forward to that. I'm not looking forward to that. I don't want two LA teams in the in the conference finals. Yeah. That'd be Do you know how hype Staples would be? That'd be but it would only be LA fans that are going. Yeah. It would only be people in that area that are going. Yeah. That'd be stupid. I I think it would be hype. I think it would be really aggressive and a great series. I'm looking forward to it. Dude. Just not because it's two LA teams or because I want to see two LA teams there. Just the caliber of players you have on each team just going at each other. Ultra competitors. Guys who've won rings already and they're like working on their legacy. You know, it's an important game for them. Uh, but give me the Lakers. Give me the fucking Lakers. I, I hate them. I hate LeBron. I hate Cleveland. I hate that he's from there. I hate that they beat Detroit and just killed my Pistons team oh. in like 2006. Just <laughs> decimated them. And they're like, oh, we're going to rebuild because this up-and-comer just destroyed us. I hate them, but give me L.A. L.A.? Lakers. <laughs> you can't say L.A.? <laughs> give me L.A. That's my pick. L.A. That's who I want. Done. <laughs> L.A. is going further. <laughs> um, it's hard. It's hard, bro. It is hard. It is hard, and I'm going Clippers. And the reason I'm going Clippers is just because of the team around me. Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah. I think the Clippers have a stronger team. And, yes, LeBron and AD are a great duo. And, obviously, Kawhi and Paul George is as well. But Mm -hmm. I think LeBron and AD play better together than Kawhi and Paul George. Plus, they've played more games together than Kawhi and Paul George have. Mm Mm-hmm. But I really think between you know Patrick Beverly and and, and Landry Shamid and, and Montrez Harrell and you know I think the supporting and Lou Williams I think the supporting cast of the Clippers is much better than what the supporting cast is of the Lakers. They also have so many guys to throw at LeBron. Like right. this this team is on LeBron's shoulders. The Lakers literally every single person in the league unless they're on his team. Hates Patrick Beverly because yep. he is such a tenacious. He's such a tenacious. Ass. He's like a Tasmanian devil out there. Did <laughs> like you see what he did to Lonzo Ball? It was so funny. It was yeah, like his Lonzo's, first game. Lonzo's first year, like he just harassed him, <laughs> and it was it was terrible to watch. I mean, Lonzo was getting he was getting just he was just getting so harassed, and it was it was. Such a bad game for Lonzo. Patrick Beverly slapping the floor. I mean, it was, it was just so. Patrick Beverly was just so hyped up to just be like, "No, fuck this dude. <laughs> fuck Big Ball Red. Yeah, like he's not shit. And I, but I really, I like. You don't even have to put Patrick Beverly on LeBron. I mean, obviously he can't. I don't think Patrick Beverly can. Let's like guard him for a little bit. But you both have. You have Kawhi Leonard and you have Paul George. Both of which are defensive experts. Yeah. They guard LeBron and AD. Yeah. Not AD. Okay, but you could throw Harrell on AD. Yeah. I I think the Clippers making this trade, I just thought of this. They need a guy that can guard AD. Another guy. Harrell can guard AD. I think they need another one, though. Because Harrell's kind of short. Harrell's only 6'8", you know? He's got... Davis has two inches on him. You know who was you know who was six nine and still one defensive player of the year. Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace. He was also the strongest dude ever <laughs> in the NBA. Like stronger than Shaq, I would say. Just like no. made Shaq his whipping boy. That was essentially me on the basketball no, he court made back Kyle in the Malone day. his whipping boy. That's what happened. <laughs> Shit. No, but I'm going Clippers, and uh, you know what? I'm gonna speak for Alec. Because Alec had to take off mid-episode. I'm going to say he would go Clippers. Yeah, because he, he hates LeBron. He does hate LeBron. He hates I'm, LeBron. Yeah, I'm not saying that because I'm saying it. But I, he does hate LeBron. And I, I, I think he he would agree with me. Yeah. Just just because of like the supporting cast and everything. I think he would say that it would be 76ers versus the Clippers in the finals. Oh, yeah, because he's <laughs> such a fucking slap with the... With the Fuck seasons. Philly. Look, man, 
I don't want to go too deep into this, but Philly may be in trouble this year with Embiid. Uh, We're gonna have injuries. to talk them next week. We we've been like it's been bleeding into our episodes, I know. mostly because of Alec, but. They're just in trouble right now. They need it. They need a move. Put it. Put it on the docket next week. Put it on the docket. Put it on the docket next week for the NFL episode. We got the um, the all felony list for the NBA episode. We'll finally take some time, deep dive into the 76ers. Let Alec talk for like ten minutes, and then we can destroy them. Yeah, exactly. We'll just we we'll gotta just, study hard, we'll just, just like shit destroy them. Any point that he has, we're just going to shit on him. Have him go first and just destroy him. (laughs) (laughs) That five years were nothing! (laughs) You get shit! Oh, man. I think I should pick the 76ers for the finals just to, like, mess with the zeitgeist. You know? Just pick them and then, like, no, what you should do is you should, like, every single matchup they have, just, like, bash them every single time. Look, Tobias Harris is garbage. And Beat's gonna get hurt, but I'm picking the 76ers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he would be 76ers so gets the pistols. Look, Andre Drummond has managed to get over the hump against Embiid, but 76ers are gonna win that <laughs> matchup. I really believe in Ben Simmons just dominating Jimmy <laughs> Oh yeah. Just I think you should just just do that. Just like just just bash the 76ers every single <laughs> round that they get into, but still pick them at the end of it. All right. Hope, Alex really won't even listen to this episode, so we have this like under wraps. He has no idea that it's yeah, happening. Yeah, so uh, don't message him, don't tell him or anything, because Alex probably won't listen to this episode, but we're definitely going to mess with them on the 76ers. So that's between me, Tharp, and all of the listeners. Thank you for listening. We appreciate all of the listens. Um, make sure you like and subscribe to all of our social media at Expiring Contracts. And wherever you are listening to this podcast right now, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you give us the five star rating and comment. Tell us what you like, what you didn't like. Tell us. Who you think is going to be better, the Lakers or the Clippers, um, on that last one. And if if either team is going to make a trade. And you can always comment on one, our, one of our earlier topics of um, letting us know who is the most impactful injury in the NBA. Because we're always willing to listen. We're, we're, we're committed to this and, and we want to you know engage with you guys. So... Uh, please comment and, and, and let us know how we're doing. So thank you for the listens, and we're going to wrap this episode up with a big fuck you to Alex76ers. Fuck Philly. Fuck Philly. All right. Thank you for listening.